Sup listeners, welcome to the show. I'd have to say the hardest part about being a podcaster is the fact that when you have a really interesting guest and you've said to yourself, this is only going to run for an hour, this chat will go on for 60 minutes and then we're done. That is it, goodbye, the end. But you just end up having so much fun that it goes on for an extra 40 minutes. That's a real first world problem. In the podcasting world. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Yeah. This this episode. I feel like these episodes are getting longer. I mean Joe Rogan's episodes go on for like three hours. You know. He's just having too much fun. And he's like the granddaddy of podcasting. So I had a really, really good chat with Alan Byrne. He reached out to me, I never met the chap in my life, and he asked me, could I come on Rascal Comedy? I said, yeah, of course you can. Could not, could not, could I, could he? He said, could I? And I said, absolutely. So he came on, I got to meet him, really nice guy, really charming and charismatic. And then he asked, could I come on the podcast? Sorry, I've done it again. He asked, he asked, quotation marks, can I come on the podcast? I said, of course you can, because I know the guy who runs it. It's me. And we had a really, 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 really fun chat. We, I think the both of us are so full of energy that even like at times we're talking over each other. Now, I'm trying to make this podcast more visual. And I turned up, I invited him on a Zoom call. And I didn't know how to record the podcast. Now, he has his own podcast called... Uh, what's it called again? Fits and Starts with Gillian Fitzgerald. Uh, I heard uh, she's had her wisdom tooth taken out. So, Gillian, wishing you a very quick and swift recovery. But, yeah, so he had to record the podcast and then send it back to me. How pathetic am I as a podcaster? We're going to fix that. We're going to fix it. It's going to be fine. Okay, just just chill out. So, yeah, he's a comedian. He lived in London, China. I think he's in Canada. He's been around. So he's one of those paddies that have travelled. And you can, tell, you can tell that as well. He's very just into his culture. So, yeah, we had a great chat. I'm going to shut up and you're going to listen to his chat. So this is Alan Byrne, everyone. I hope you enjoy. I saw. I tried to check if the footage that we recorded there, just to see if it worked. Oh yeah, so yeah. I recorded, it, but there was no sound. And I was but like, there was no sound. There you go. Yeah. Well, see, just as well I, then, just as well, because otherwise, it could have been a whole muted lip reading. Absolutely. Episode. It'd just be uh, us like, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Oh, I wish I knew what they were saying." What I'll do is you'll have to like, I don't know, like show me how to, or I'll have to like experiment like what's better, Google Hangouts or Teams or yeah, one yeah. of these. What did you use previously? Like for your other one, what did you use? Uh, I didn't use, because I didn't do visual. I just did over the phone. Ah, so okay. I did, yeah. Anchor has a great system where you just send that person a link and then they're just on the phone and that's it. I've heard they're meant to be very good. And that's, yeah. it's, it's sort of set up to go straight to podcast kind of malarkey as well. Yeah, that's cool. Absolutely. It's very like TikTok, TikTok meets podcast. Very, very good. So no, it's very... I, I should have, I should have practiced my uh, synchronized. Are you on TikTok, Jack? 
You are. Yes, yeah, I am. I haven't. I haven't. I have. I can't bring myself to get on it yet. I might do. I might cave. I might cave eventually. But uh, I'm. Just, it's not. It's not that bad. It honestly, like, it looks in terms of being able to make videos and in in, in the ability to do stuff with it, edit it stuff and, and have fun stuff. It 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 looks really cool. Um, but I don't know. I just feel. I feel like I'm too old. I feel like I'm at a cutoff point with it where I'm just like, it's just, I feel it's going to be me and a bunch of 13 year old girls. And I'm just going to feel like I, I shouldn't be here. Don't get me wrong. I need like, to get out of here. Some of the stuff that people put up is dreadful. I saw a girl today and she was like, so you know how they have these dancey trends where they're all dancing. There's a certain sure. dance all the girls are doing. There was one, she wasn't even putting any effort into it. She was just kind of, doing it but she just and had her tits out and then at the end she just shows her arse and then it's like one million likes fucking hell like it see, so this is so what you're saying jack is you're you're resentful you see you were just wishing you could get all those likes and clicks by showing a random no tit. but if i had if i had a boob a, a boob job or if i had the bomb i still wouldn't because like they're easy they're easy likes Hang on now. It's easy for you to fucking say. Ne never having tits. Ne you the, you don't know the allure, the power, Jack. You were... I you I, I, I had tits for a few years uh, when I was overweight. <laughs> mm, it's a slightly different category. It's a slightly different category. But there is a market on the internet. You could have, depending on how what age you were, you could have... You could you can get likes. Yeah, you can yeah. Get by the way, are we are we recording now? Are we? Oh, we are. All this stuff yeah. where you're talking about tits on TikTok. Don't worry, that'll all be. That's all. That's usable content. <laughs> fair, fair enough. I'm gonna get cancelled now. They're gonna be like, no, no, that's that's unfair. Women that's, should be allowed to get when, to be bad dancers. It's listen. This is the second wave feminism. It's brilliant. Get show everyone your tits, and then. We get to see your tits, and then we're supporting feminism now. It's great, yeah. Jack. This it's is like great. um, it's like free the nipple, isn't it? That whole movement. We're like, yeah, free the nipple. We're the feminist. Wap, you know? Yes, get this is what this is what we're talking about. We are feminists now. It's brilliant. Yeah. I love it. But at the same time, we can still criticize it. Like, Wap isn't a good song. So, are you saying melodically speaking? You mean Jack? In terms of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, I mean, uh, yeah, it didn't do it for me. I wasn't, you know, yeah, I wasn't blown away by it as, a, as an art. I got you. I got you. You're saying it's not, know. it's not, it's not quite Bob Dylan. It's not up there. It's no. in your estimation. It's not, you don't think generations from now people will, will be, you know, doing acoustic there's versions some of holes it. in this house. There's some holes. Yeah. Imagine like <laughs> Bob Dylan. In this house. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How does how does yeah Bob Dylan sing? He was like, uh, "Come get her, yeah, something like that." Yeah. No, no, I don't think. Well, I think I think music is very cheap now. Like it's made, gone, out, old, next. You know, mass produced. You're saying, Jack? It's mass Absolutely. produced. Absolutely. If if the music industry was a shop right now, it would be pennies. But don't you think, well, that's, listen, you are, you are, God damn it, you're losing listeners left, right, and center. You're criticizing WAP. Now you're criticizing pennies. Jesus Christ. 
I know. No, nice. The marketing here is this is we need we need a marketing coach or something. But the, but isn't it the case, the Jack, that every generation says this? When Bob Dylan was out there, oh, oh, complete unknown. Weren't there old people being like, "This is rubbish. This is mass produced Terrible. Back back uh, in my day, you know, when we were, I don't know, what was before Bob Dylan? Not like um, the Charleston. The Charleston. <laughs> My deep musical knowledge coming They're through. Great. Oh, beautiful. But even the Charleston, they were, everyone was like, ah, it's the devil's work. That's right. You know, that, that that's it. And then, well, you know, what's the next, the next generation is going to look back and think of, yeah. of WAP as being really old, fuddy-duddy, old-fashioned oh, sort of stuff. That was so safe, Dad. So oh. safe, so tame. But what's, what are they going to be singing about? What is the next level? I don't what's, know. What's I after WAP? I don't think you can push because, like, like Elvis used to sing like, like songs that were like hinting at sex. Like, hey, my <laughs> there's a great, hey. he, there's a great song called um, "I Need Your Love Tonight," and it's basically him just grunting like, oh, 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 oh. like, yeah. Nathan, that's the devil's music. I'd love to take those people, those religious people, and bring them to 2020, and then show them. Their head, the head would blow off their shoulders, man. It'd be brilliant. It'd be sparks <laughs> flying out of their neck hole. Um, but you're you're an Elvis fan, Jack. Well, either I can't tell if you're really an Elvis fan or if it's just one of the impressions you can do really well because you always are fucking no, I'm doing a, I'm a, Elvis impression. I'm, I love Elvis. Hang on. You're in my room right now. I'll show you some of my Elvis. Oh, merch. do, do. Right, so I've got... My grandmother was in Graceland years ago. She got me this keyring. There's the Elvis. Oh, cool. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what me the whole time. Uh, yeah, I've got a, my brother got me like an Elvis record. Oh, I've got, actually, I've got some blue suede shoes if you want to see those. I do. I definitely do. This is, it's a, it's a visual medium now as well as an audio medium. So we need to see these blue suede shoes. This is amazing. I, I didn't Where realize. Are my blue, where's my blue suede shoes? Are you all shook up? Are you itching like a man on a fuzzy tree? Um, are you uh, a hound dog? Hurry up, Jack. I'm running out of lyrical references. <laughs> right. I'm going to have to come back. I don't know where they are, but they're, they're in there. It's, oh, no, it's I, a, I'll get them off. I'll get them in the end. In the end. We, I was trying desperately to do as many Elvis puns as I could whilst I was waiting for you to return. Thank God you, thank God you gave up and came back. But you're like, come on jack don't be such a hound dog this is it this is you know me you know but yeah. so so El so your mom is a big elvis fan or no okay she just went to graceland because she got lost like she was on the my, my grandmother my my oh. grandmother was a grace oh, okay okay yeah that's cool and you got it from the grandmother yeah. then so did when you say your you when i used to ask if your mother was it was a very emphatic no so did, was that the grandmother, like, you know, in those witch films, spooky films, the grandmother always influences the next generation. She skips the mother's generation and tries to pollute the child. Maybe. Polluted by the grandmother with this no. evil Elvis. For some reason, my family just did not talk about music. I love how this, this podcast <laughs> has become more about you interviewing me than... This is, well, it's <laughs> Elvis. We've, we've, got, we've got to go with this Elvis thing now. This is fascinating. Yeah. You know? so we, we did a musical in, uh, when I was in school in TY. It was called Ultra Cup. Ah. Right, and I never all heard up. all shook up, you know. All oh, shook up. up, okay, yes, okay. And uh, I never heard Elvis in my life. And obviously, when you're a 16 year old, your body's changing, your chemistry's changing. You're getting, you know, you're into 
different things, you know, you're getting hair where you never got before. And just Elvis spoke to that beast inside <laughs> me, you know. Which is, I, there's, there was a terrible place to end your description. You know, you're young, you're, you're getting hair, but you never expected to get it before. And then Elvis yeah. is what connects to it. I, that's not how I would advertise the Elvis box set to somebody. But the, no, so that's, that's very interesting because most people know, you know, people who were younger than the Elvis generation don't get into Elvis when they're in their teens. But I liked Elvis in my teens too. Because what yeah. did you listen to? I, uh, you were inter- 16. Well, well, I mean, when I, I remember when I was, yeah, how old must I have been? I can't, it's all a bit blurry now. It's, it's going back, reeling in the years here, Jack, you know? Um, uh, should, I put on the, should I put on the theme song? <laughs> <laughs> Do that sort of VHS effect, you know, with the lines going across yeah. the screen, you know? I got a, when we moved to my, the house that we, where my parents currently live at the moment, there, there was like an old radio in the garage, um, in this new garage that was full of all this old shit from the people who'd lived there before. And there was, a, and I used to go rummaging around this garage when I was probably like 12, 13, sort of tween age, you know? And I found this radio right. and it was like a cream white Bakelite 70s looking piece of shit. And it was great. And I put it on and that was, I had that in my room then and you could record tapes on it, uh, like uh, cassettes. And I remember recording songs off the radio and just like my mind was blown away that I could like trap songs and like, cause yeah, like now yeah. that sounds insane. That makes me sound really, really old, but it was just, we didn't have any, just kind of like you were saying with music in the house, we didn't have any musicy shit in the house. It no. took me like digging it out of the garage. And I remember, what was the song? I, I still, when I hear this song, I still quite like it, even though I not, I don't think it's a great song. You know, what's it, Love Fool by the Cardigans? I can't, is that what it's called? Fool. I don't know it. Anyway, whenever that comes on, I always, I remember like that radio in that garage. So that's, that started me getting into music. And then I got a CD player after that, one of those multi-changing ones that had like three discs on it for my birthday that year. And I didn't even like, I didn't even know what music to get because again there was no real music so my my mother who bought me the cvd player for chris or for my birthday rather she got me she was just like look we'll just get you some classics so it was an elvis cd it was a fucking beach boys cd oh, nice. and oh what was the other one? Oh feck it was something i cannot remember what the other one i don't was, know that band but oh, <laughs> oh, I don't know that now. yeah but it was that, so it was sort of, so that my first introduction to music was actually quite old music, if you know what I mean. So that was a really long-winded way of saying the Beach Boys, but uh, <laughs> just this, this is it. This is what podcasts are. You just listen to I, I, sad, boring stories from old men. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I, I'm 27 next, next, next week. But oh, I remember like being 12 and getting, thank you, and getting a Tony Erickson and you could record. So I remember like trying to record things off the radio, record nice. songs. And like, if you missed it, that was it. Like you just, yeah. there was no music. There was yeah, no internet. Yeah, yeah. It's great, man. It's you great. Know. How old are you? Uh, I'm 35. Uh, so. So old. <laughs> that was about, I like that. That was a very genuine reaction. That was a very genuine. No, genuine I say that to shocked. everybody. That's that's always no matter no matter what age it is. That's always the right response to have, you know, when people like even when you were fourteen. I was like, Jesus, it's so old. What the fuck? Oh. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, so, no I mm. I believe thirty five. You know, we live to we're ninety at, at the moment. Eighty, thirty five is still young. You no, know? 
plenty of time, plenty of time to get into trouble. That's what I always like to think, you know, back in the day, by the time you hit 40, you know, your yeah. troublemaking days are over. There is fucking decades worth of scandal ahead of me. You know what I mean? Now, Absolutely. 30 is the new 20. One of my biggest regrets in life was that, one of my biggest regrets was I wish I was more bold in school because you got away with murder. Now you get fired. You can't, boldness, back, we didn't know. Those, those, no. I was I was cheeky in school, but I wasn't really bold. I wasn't bold. I was cheeky, but no. I always I always I always stopped. Whereas now, as you said, looking back on it, like you, they couldn't touch you. They could well. Depends on I, I'm right on the border there. Well. 35 when they thought I could, but um, well. <laughs> well. but they yeah. they you know even like you could you couldn't get. In, I was a teacher for a while, and it was a nightmare because you have no power. You know you can't. <laughs> As soon as the, the children be... realise, you can't do fuck all to them. Yeah, mate. You're on your own. Oh, I mean, you could send them out. Can you even do that anymore? I know school has changed even since I was there eight years ago. You're not even allowed to send kids out anymore because then you're ex- you're excluding them. You know what I mean? Then 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 you're making them feel, which nice. I suppose you are literally physically excluding them. So I mean, it, it makes sense to some extent. You can't do anything. So I just I just I've given up. I've given up. I don't. I, I don't. I'm not a teacher anymore. Yeah. It's too. It's too depressed. But Jack, with your El- Elvis thing, it. Elvis thing. So yeah, two yeah. You, you really, you really like the Elvis thing. I do. I do like it because yeah. see, I'm trying to. I've, I've, I've seen you a few times. I do different things. I'm trying to piece together this, this, this mental puzzle that is Jack. You see this. So this Elvis thing now is starting. That's. I, I'd, lo- I'd love now if you, if you just showed me your wall and there was a picture of me in strings and you're like the Elvis <laughs> in big letters and a question mark. Like, it's over there, you know. <laughs> That's it. There's a picture. <laughs> I've do, and I've cut out pictures of your head, and I've like I've sort of collaged them yeah. onto the bodies of different models from magazines. You know, that's sort of just made some hideous Frankenstein collages. Um, nice. uh, not yet, but I'm working on it. But like, so that was the Elvis. So Elvis was your one of your first musically things from doing your musical play. Musical, thing. yeah. Yeah, musical. Sorry, uh, all shook up. And what did you? You weren't Elvis in that or something amazing. Or no, I I really wanted the lead role. But okay, so I was also. Oh, of course I did. <laughs> I was also a very fat teenager. I was uh, fifteen okay. stone. Wow. I was big. I was a big boy. That's big. Yeah, fucking. Massive. I had massive cheeks again. We had back to the boobs. I, was I say- had the man boobs. I so had you the big were, That's belly. amazing because you don't. You know, it was massive. I don't want to get off on a tangent here because you know I want to stick on the Elvis stuff, but the um, you know, there's a look that some people have where they're like they're they used to be fat look, you know, where they're you can yeah. tell that someone used to be fat just because do you know what honestly there's this there's a sort of there's a way that sounds like maybe that's very mean spirited or something like but you know what it is they look jolly if you ever seen a, a skinny fucker who's like jolly you're like you used to be fat there's because I feel I feel like fat yeah. people have a certain joviality to them for some reason i don't know why that maybe it's just santa maybe i'm precious i don't know uh, maybe maybe and then all of a sudden you they go home and they just start crying and eating okay that's um yeah. yeah so i yeah i wanted the lead obviously didn't get it they gave it to this guy who couldn't sing but he was the cool guy in school fucking you know asshole. Well, so, so was so he bold, my was he bold jack 
he he was bold. He was and you're jealous of his boldness. Ah, oh, Jesus. Oh, God. It's all making sense. It's all making sense. Come well, on. well, you, you laugh at this, right? So my whole thing in school, I was like the one man drama kid. I loved acting, but nobody else did. Yes. Right. I get they give me a good part. They give me one of the five main parts and they give me one of them. Okay. And my character doesn't didn't speak till the end. And that was his whole thing. He didn't what? speak. What so was every the time character? he goes to what speak, was the part? Like, what was his yeah. name was Sh- Sheriff Earl, right? And his whole he was he was basically a character with one joke. And um, so Matilda was like the, the mayor of this town. Okay. And she'd be like, Oh, we gotta get rid of all this bad music, all this devil's music. Isn't that right, Earl? And I'd be like, That's enough now, Earl. And I'd be like, Ah, and that was the joke. That was good. the joke. And then at the end, I saved the show and I'm like, Matilda, shut up. Um, but yeah, so I was supposed to be like this guy who was like into drama and stuff. And then I get the part that doesn't talk. That's amazing. That honestly, did you do, did, did you have like a teacher that didn't like you or something like that? Cause that to me, having been someone who's a teacher, like there's always that thing when you're in, you know, when you, you, you tell your parents like, oh, fucking Mrs. Shotness, he doesn't like me, you know? And your parents are like, that's rubbish. You know, that's, you know, that's terrible. Every, all the, all the, everyone's the same. Everyone gets treated the same. Don't be silly. But it's bullshit, man. As a teacher, let me tell you, we 100% just treat kids we don't like like shit. We do it intentionally, 100%. Absolutely. I, I think, yeah, well, I don't, uh, again, I didn't, I didn't play GAA. And oh, he man. did, you know, the GAA lads get all the parts in the musicals. <laughs> that old trope. <laughs> oh, the, uh, that's... you know, let, let me have my thing. Let me be Fat Elvis. I would have, it would have suited me. I, I was going to say, so presu- I was going to say, this obviously isn't like a biopic because like if they didn't pick you to be Fat Elvis, <laughs> as the fattest fucking kid in the school. Like that really yeah. is vendetta material. <laughs> I so, like sorry. Fat Elvis. Sorry, please go on. I- what were, what were you going to say anything that you said you have two questions about Elvis? What was so, the wh- one was the part that you had played uh, in the thing and we now know that you were silent sheriff, which is a cool part. Um, and o- and we also know it was it was obviously just it was a part of Elvis. It wasn't his whole bio. It wasn't like a biopic, right? No, it was no. like it was a made up show, you know, sounds- characters wrote. It was actually inspired by Twelfth Night. It actually sounds. Like, re- I, I actually want to watch this fucking play now. Is it like? It's great. It's really good. That and is so when I'm this is not something that your uh, theater company com- for school that composed. This no. is a real play. What's it called again? This was a Ultra Cup. It was on in Broadway for like a while, and uh, I, I think, think they changed the name to Love Me Tender. I know it was in the UK, but yeah, it's just an Elvis musical. Okay, very, very fun. Good. Yeah, that's sounds- great. Great musical. That sounds really cool. Um, but yeah, my question there was the Elvis one. Oh, I forgot what the other one was now. Feck. Ah, oh, damn it. I had another question. You, you but it, it wasn't just me. Mm. Because we were all in this musical, everybody got really into Elvis in that year. That's brilliant. That's everybody brilliant. got a leather jacket, you know, blue suede shoes. You know, everybody was really into it. Like it really affected them for, yeah. Decades to come. That's amazing. Decades. That's amazing. That's yeah, so cool. Yeah. I can't remember what our I I skipped transition year or whatever it's called now. Um. Uh. Because uh, I just wanted to get out of school. But um. I. So I can't remember what play thing they did or a musical thing they did. It's, it escapes me now. Um. But yeah, my question was: So you are you used to be a fat kid, and now and now you're not. You're you're very skinny looking. But that's what I'm saying. Although you are jolly, I will say you're jolly. 
I mean, I'm not saying you're not, John. Yep. That's I don't want you to think, get off this call now and be like, fucking yeah, fine, I'm not Charlie. And so our podcast ended there. <laughs> Just fucking hang up. Just don't even say anything. 20, 20 minutes podcast interview. But you see that you could not, even if you were angry about it, you couldn't do that because what could be least, what could be less jolly than hanging up on someone for <laughs> saying you weren't jolly? That's, boop, boop. that's. It's like when when someone tells you to calm down, you know what I mean. It's, it's all right. Like, you just you just won't be on the Christmas card list. That's just off oh, the virtual that ah oh, the Elvis themed <laughs> Christmas card I would have gotten. Yeah. Fucking, Elvis Christmas Christmas albums. That's deadly too. Yeah, Elvis Christmas music. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Oh, he is. He's got. I just discovered last year that song. Um, Santa Claus is back in town. It is the most bluesy rock and roll Dude, Christmas song. Santa dum, Claus dum, 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 is dum, back dum. in town, and he is having sex with your girlfriend. That's what's happening. That song is, is the best. It's just like, like Elvis's sexy sex music. Anyway, but like when it's at yeah, Christmas, yeah. it's just extra. Um, what's the word? Transgressive. Dun, 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 dun. Oh no! So anyone who's listening to this podcast, your homework: Google now. Santa Claus is back in town. Elvis. That's it. Got no sleigh with reindeer, no sack on my back. Santa Claus be coming in a big black Cadillac. So great, so great, man. That's that's so good. That's music. That's um, yeah. It's actually interesting. Now I must see if I can put a. For I just did a, a playlist of like Halloween music from a friend of mine, and it was so much fun. I love, I love curating oh, music works. based around um, seasons and or concepts as opposed to genres. If you know what I'm saying, um, I quite, yeah, like, yeah. I think that it's quite fun. It's more more emotional as well. Ah, yeah, possibly. Yeah, that's that's that could be one of the reasons why it's sort of fun. Um, but the other thing, but then I was like, just you just made me think of it. There, I must make a sexy Christmas playlist. Because some, you know, like, I mean, the Elvis one is a great example, but there's definitely a genre mm. of like getting laid at Christmas, Christmas music. Like they're, they're, I. Oh, absolutely. There's some, there's something about Christmas as well, office drinks, you know, there's something about, I think that the, the, the two weeks up till Christmas, there's a real carefree. Oh yeah. Buzz. Do you get me? I, like I, like, I, I do get like, you. Oh, fuck it. I'm going to. I don't think it's care carefree though doesn't do it. I think it, there's a reckless and energy that comes into people coming up. Yeah, reckless, real, yeah, yeah, real reckless. That's it. It's not carefree. It's carefree for everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's if okay. you get me. No, no, definitely that, definitely. And then you know what? I'm trying to think now. We don't. This the rest of this. This doesn't have to be just us listing sexy Christmas songs. But um, although. Uh, <laughs> it could be what was the one la you know it's funny christmas isn't it right because on one side christmas is a very kiddie you know santa christmas presents it's that yeah, childlike yeah. fun that real joyous you know lovely fun but then there's this whole other you know there's i don't know what it is it's like if it was a building there's this whole other upstairs bedroom where it's all happening you know what i mean it's all kicking off uh sex wise yeah um the christmas sex room yeah i, I, don't know. I think maybe it's the party element of it you know usually par party and sex they go hand in hand i you know what i think it is as well and i just thought of this now it could be that pagan thing too right because you know they moved christmas this you know that fact that everyone bu busts out like no one has ever heard it before well you know no. christmas wasn't actually on christmas you're like yeah. oh, jesus wow. it should be in april 
oh because of the fucking you're like wow you yeah. just learned that now did you the um but uh but yeah that thing where they moved it to whatever the original pagan festival was and i mean i think i don't believe in like uh you know satanic paganism stuff all that much but i do think that like the the original uh pagans or whatever who put their festivals at certain times of the year did so because those times of the year because of the weather because of Absolutely. like that atmosphere had that vibe do you know what i mean like yeah. it had like, that like we've just had halloween i i'm still on the halloween buzz i'm listening Same. to a bit of rocky horror Same. uh i just watched the nightmare before christmas i feel like that is both a halloween and a christmas film that's the perfect transitional I mean? film it's the perfect yeah I ha- and I haven't watched it in years, so I completely forgot the film. Oh, really? How... So good, isn't it? Oh, all the musical and all this, the music and... Oh, brilliant. But, it's a perfect, uh, yeah, it's a perfect I... movie, in my opinion. Nightmare Before Christmas is one of those few movies where I'm like, I don't know what yeah. I changed about it. It really is just... Anyway. But, uh, yeah, I feel like it's a very depressing time. So at least we have, like, Halloween and then Christmas. So, it's you know, it, the cold weather doesn't matter. It's all part of the season exactly yeah i think i think it was a good move because january is depressing jan like jan like november where we are now november is not great nobody's like fucking november nobody is like you know but but you're kind of in november you don't really start feeling november till midway through because midway through you're fucking you're the furthest point from both christmas and halloween do you know what i mean yeah or, or towards the end whatever makes sense so there's towards the end of November, you start, oh, it's awful for about a week, but then you're moving into Christmas. So there's that light. Absolutely. The, at the end of the tunnel. Nose, <laughs> at the end of the tunnel. But January, there's just nothing like yeah. January. Like, oh, February's coming. Dry, Cheer up. Like dry January is the worst idea. That's exactly when you need to drink. It's, it's totally the wrong way around. It's totally, it should be, no, no, no. Dry, may, dry June. Maybe, maybe February, but even then it's pushing it, man. No one's, no one's yeah. loving February. Dry, dry July. And dry. it almost rhymes. It rhymes. And as, as you know, that's the main reason why we decide what, what to do with our lives. Yeah. Does it rhyme? If not, hit the fucking Boom. bricks. Musical Get logic. Out. I like that. What's I your like favourite Christmas film? Ooh, shit. Um... Oh, uh, I know. So, uh, Scrooged, the Bill Murray Scrooge film. Yes, that's like that's a good one. I am a big Bill Murray fan, and that has I just like the vibe of that film. It's just you know what it is. It's it's got the sentimentality enough, but not too much, and it's kind of got the cynical Bill Murray because obviously he sort of plays the cynical Scrooge character just yeah, enough. Yeah. So I can I can enjoy that on kind of all levels. So I, I think I kind of like I'd like to say like you know it's a wonderful life or something more like that. But to be honest with you, the one that but I watch something more every, family friendly, just something like that makes dreamy. me sound more clever and more sophisticated or something. You know what I mean? But that's not the case. Scrooge is the one that I would say I watch like every year religiously. Um, or not uh, what get you, you in the holiday spirit what about this is uh, I love the Grinch uh, Grinch is good the Grinch is good Jim, Jim Carrey oh my god of course, of course so many funny favorite. lines of course that's your favourite well I love Jim Carrey of course you do Even absolutely though he has a bit of a he's a bit of a Sean Connery kind of come on Max uh, where can we finish 
Ah, beat hoosh. You know, great. I think the Grinch is probably his is probably one of his best performances, just because, or not. Yeah, I don't want to say his best performance, but it's like what, like, like who else could do that? Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, who else, like? Like I could see someone else being in whatever the Truman Show and it being grand, or even being in something yeah. like The Mask and it being grand. Ace Ventura maybe not, um, but um, like the grit. No, I can't think of another person who could do it like that way. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, he just yeah. He just like. Or, but it's also very well directed. Oh yeah. The script sure. is great. Yeah. Sure, but, sure, um, sure. Well, well, actually, I'm watching a really good documentary at the moment because um, you're a, you're a comedian. <laughs> Yes. You like like comedy. Uh, how long have you been doing comedy? Not long, only about it. I was doing it for like a year or so in London before before it, all the world was like, no more of oh, anything, really? go away. <laughs> in London? Because uh, yes. I, I was in London for a bit. How did you find the London comedy scene? Oh, well, I mean, it's funny because it's the only, it's the only comedy scene I've ever known, uh, which to some extent. Um, so, I mean, I like the fact that there's loads of mics everywhere all the time that you can, yeah. you can get onto, which is great. Um, and yeah, I mean, I quite enjoyed it when I was there. I think I, it's going to be interesting for me if the world ever starts back up again, doing gigs here or not, to be, see what the audiences are like or different. See, I thought that as well. I was like, whoa, what Irish people? Because like, I'm going to be honest, when I doing it, like, what? So you what started if in the UK angry? as well, or did you? Start? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I did uh, in drama school. They had like a module for stand up, so I did that. Sweet. And they didn't teach you how to tell jokes. They just say talk and just act everything out. Okay. And then I went to I went to the Cavendish Arms. Do you know that place? I do indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Comedy versions. And I tried. Yeah. I tried that and bombed so yeah, hard. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh my god! And I brought my friend with me, and he was not impressed. He was like, "Dreadful! I'm going to write your jokes anymore." <laughs> That's great. And I was like, "Right." So that was my first taste your supportive of supportive friend just fucking yeah. was like you suck those friends you are suck. better though it's better to have those friends and the friends who were like that was really good and you were like really <laughs> no, yeah it no it was it was my first taste of bombing but yes yeah, so then i did a bit of soho theater mm. and I, yeah i just kind of did a bit but i did talk about being irish a lot which sure, i, sure, sure. I knew i needed to get away from it yeah. so i don't know about you but how did you find it did you like did you go to Cavendish much? Or? Yeah, yeah, I liked the comedy versions. It's cool. And then we just, there was just mics all over the place that I used to do. Just, I can't even think back of pubs, just everywhere and anywhere. And I did like one, whoops. Uh, I probably only ever did one show that was like a real proper big show. Basically, I think they booked us by accident. Because <laughs> it was like open oh, I mic. See. I think they were open spots on a gig because we, we my, I used to gig with uh, Chanel, who I do the, the podcast with, the Chanel and Alan Chit Chat nice. podcast. Plug, plug, plug. Um, huh. uh, uh, we went link to this, below. Link below. Link in the description. Like and subscribe. Link in the description. Um, Swipe up. Uh, so I see I go uh, too much now. I'm very self conscious of doing that. I do the same, man. Uh, I'm like, uh, I'm listening to myself back and I'm like, uh, uh. It's the worst. Um, but yeah, we went. So I've been used to just doing like, you know, very small mics, you know, so, you know, like sometimes you go and there's no one there. Like it's just comedians or and it, it depends. Yeah. Like and sometimes there could be a few people there, just uh, a real variety. But this one anyway, me and Chanel. So I just figured this is going to be another, you know, fucking few lads in the back of a pub <laughs> turn up at this gig. And there's like I'm trying to find the venue, the phone, and there's like a queue. I was like, 
ah, I wonder what that's for. And then I get, and I walk up to the queue and the queue is leading into the venue that the phone is taking me to. Oh and my God. Like, ah, okay. And, and also it is, it is at this point that I look around and, and realize I'm the only white human being anywhere. It's like an all black, more or less, comedy club. And I go up to the bouncer guy and I'm like, hi, hi, I'm, I'm here to do the stand-up comedy thing. He's like, what's your name? And I'm like, uh, Alan Bernie's like, okay, go ahead. And then I go in and there's a security lady and I'm like, hi, hi. And she's like, I, I, I said, I'm Alan. She's like, I know who you are. In you go. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, and she obviously knew who I was because I was the only not black comedian on the bill. Yeah. And then so me and well, I mean, I mean oh, at least you're God. Irish. At, at least, least some, some angle. But uh, no, so and, and yeah. Chanel, Chanel, who is black herself, but that was also the first time she'd done like an all black gig as well, because she'd been just kind of doing more mixed mics like with myself. Um, so then it was yeah. a huge venue, Straitham Comedy Club um, or Straitham Jazz Club when I do comedy on Sunday. And it was there was about 300 people there, man. It was packed to the rafters. And, and how did uh, you do? Uh, good. It, I was me and Chanel got on first. She actually half knew the MC just by coincidence because I'd booked the gig um, and we got on first. Just I dude, I ran, I ran on stage and I just did my set and it I was just I thank God I was on first because if I'd had to have waited to like halfway through the show or so, I was just I would have died, man. But it went it went really really well and I um the the comedian Slim who's like quite a quite a big uh, comedian in the black scene over there when he was doing his set he referred to me as the white comedian because he was referencing a bit that I had did for his joke and I was right. just like he called me a comedian oh my god oh yeah. my god like this huge guy like he didn't call me like the white guy or like the guy who was crap he was like no. he called me a comedian and I was like oh my god and and now you are a comedian you've been christened dude and then the next night I was go, on go forth sir go forth and thank god i was on first though like all the acts were fucking killers dude they were all See, fucking the amazing week, the week before covid i did a gig at funny feckers in london yeah and nice, nice oh my god it was like everybody was just so quick funny feckers so is a, it's a good yeah and i i was shitting it i was like am i good enough thank god i didn't bomb it That's was good great. it was a good That's gig great. Well, yeah, oh yeah, my Les, god yeah i was the, like the mc well. there it's great and then i don't know if this has happened to you uh then like after that uh, that gig i was on a high and then like the next day i went and did another gig and i just ate shit i just ate same material ate shit and you know why it's because i, I was on like an ego high like i thought uh, oh i'm really yeah. good i'm the shit i'm so good and then like the next gig was just <laughs> I've had that on the same night ego. I've done times where I've like I've done maybe I'll have a gig at like 6 a gig at 8 and I've done the gig at 6 smashed it ah, right. funniest guy in the world right. Right. gig at 8 crickets I'm like I mean, nice. it, can, it can definitely be obviously like audiences are different and, and, you know, the vibes can be different. So it's not 100% under your control. But definitely for me, like even just in the short time I've been doing it, the biggest thing I've learned is just like for myself is like I, ha like, I have to be earning the laughter at every moment. If I get on Absolutely. there and I, I, I know you carry yourself with confidence because that's part of, you know, that's that. But, but carrying yourself with confidence, you're being confident. So the audience feels comfortable. You're not being confident because you're yes. a dick. And if, if you're being confident because you're a dick, 
they, they everyone will turn against you like they'll instantly. sniff you out they'll, they'll be like <laughs> bury him bury him but uh Dick. but yeah but it's so i can't remember that was a it was a long-winded answer but uh yeah i only did it for about a year I, or whatever and it's I, fun, fun i'm gonna be very honest about the irish scene i was gobsmacked at how fucking good and just naturally quick people are like even oh, sometimes yeah. people Irish people will get up and they'll be like, it's my second set and they'll kill. Yeah, yeah. They'll just yeah, naturally yeah, yeah, be funny. Yeah, yeah I feel I but also them. as well, like Fuck them. Fucking <laughs> bastards. I hate and love them. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm yeah. happy for them. I hate seeing of course. people bomb. Of course, of course. Yeah. I, I try to even just laugh loud. You know what the comedian or the MC is like, all right, guys, we're this is the show now. I just try to laugh extra hard just to get Dude, you got you, you have you have to you have to laugh along. And I actually even I don't know, I find the stuff that I find funny as well. Like because some some of the people, like sometimes you would have an act on in London or whatever that was just kind of terrible or or just really odd, really avant-garde or whatever you want to say. Yeah. And the audience wasn't I, into I know it. The and I lo- you know, you know what I'm talking about. But I actually I actually love I actually, in a way, like, I love those people more because, or not love them more, but I, I, I laugh at them as much as I laugh at someone who's really, really good. If they're really trying, like, if, if it's really, if they're really put an effort in, whereas, like, I can see somebody who's, like, a professional, really, really good, who's only, like, kind of given it half steam. And, like, that to me is less enjoyable because there's some, yes. if, if someone's really pouring their heart and soul into it, even when it's terrible, like, there's just something, I don't know, fantastic about that that just cracks me up. You want some passion in this. Uh, I love it. It's like, stand-up is like lovemaking. <laughs> there, he's back on Elvis <laughs> again. He's back on Elvis again. You want, you want the glover, like, full of passion, even though he doesn't know what he's doing. And the technique is awful. He still gives you so everything he has. Are you are you saying, Jack, that your your girlfriend at the end of uh, every performance either gets up and claps or just boos? She just boos you. Boo, boo. boo. Uh, don't know get off me now. Um, get off the stage. <laughs> that is my or or corporality. no. She critiques my performance. She gets out a notepad and goes, hmm. I love tone of voice. I like what you did there, but I, I would have added a couple more tags onto the end. Do you know what I'm saying? You kind of just let that yeah. go at the end. And I'd maybe put a bit more into that. I, 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 mm. I thought you finished too quick. Yeah. I thought your set could have gone on for a bit a longer. Bit longer. You don't draw it out. <laughs> you know, you don't have to always just be no. rushing to those quick punchlines. You know, let it absolutely let it breathe a bit. Um, <laughs> you know, I didn't know it was a three-minute set. Um, that's that's yeah. That's <laughs> you're just yeah, you're just a tight five. A tight like, five right, is what you get. Five. Tight five. A yeah. Tight five. I, I even my watch starts vibrating like. All right. Woo! Yeah, that's my time. That's my time. That's my time. That, that's my time, folks. <laughs> ah. <laughs> just you just look up from your oh girlfriend. You're like, ah, I'm getting the light from the guy at the back of the room. Yeah. So I guess that's me. Bye. Thanks for coming, Andy. She's there with her watch. Like, come on. <laughs> I know. Yeah, uh, but you're you're um, you're, you're, you're well, sorry. Yeah. You were going to say something. Jeff. No, I, I don't know what I was going to say. Sorry, what were you we're just? We're just making noises. We're just so ah, yeah. But you know, you were saying this the scene here is really, really good. And I I, I really like good. That's cool, man. That's great to hear. So hopefully if it if I felt like back to normal, 
it'll be because as I was saying about I did a lot of Irish material like oh I'm Irish in London sure. uh, I think I think it was a bit of a self-consciousness thing of like oh that's my identity because you know I don't know about yeah. you but when you're in London English people will bring up the fact that you're Irish every day Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, he's fucking late because he's Irish. Irish, that's it. Yeah. Oh, look at him, he's wearing blue shoes because he's Irish. He's fucking typical, Irish, mate. Typical. Mate, oh, do you want do you want sausages then? Because you're you're just like, where are these stereotypes what? coming? I haven't even heard these yeah. before. <laughs> yeah, so I felt like coming back to Ireland and then like my yeah. Character isn't Irish because everybody's Irish. So I'm like, who am I? Who am yeah, I? Makes sense. And I had to, and I realized uh, a flamboyant loudmouth who does impressions. That's who I am. Sweet, sweet. That's the Jack McKenna. So, you, so you're saying you had, you sort of went on a, a journey. I imagine you with the staff for some reason. Yeah. You went on a deep journey of self discovery. And at the end, like, you discovered you were like, a big fat loudmouth. Like, Bill Bobek. Yes. Uh, well, I like because I like wearing quirky clothes, and I was like, "How do I bring that into my act?" Because I don't think playing someone who's posh goes very well. Because it's like, "Oh, I'm better than the audience." So I was like, "How? How yeah, can you, I wear yeah. my clothes? How can I wear my nice quirky clothes?" I see. That, I see. But also, you know, that's who I am. And then I went down the route. What if I, I take it a little bit more to an extreme? dream where I look like a madman I got you I like that yeah 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 because it's true actually you know well I just did whatever thing you yeah. picture you had of you up with your mad tartan suit which is very cool looking but it's 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 beyond it's not like posh fancy it's it goes off into zany it's over the top so fucking, yeah 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 yeah, yeah like I was good. wearing some eyeliner as well just to give me I just wanted the look that I hadn't slept like I just think it's a funny this character who's just he's almost a bit coked up but it's it's on coffee in life <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool yeah. though. But see, I mean, that's that's very astute observation in the sense that, like, you 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 you're you're finding a way, you're you're really finding a way to sort of uh, thread the needle between low manning and high manning yourself. Like, if you you come in, you're not you are fancy and you are you are in control because if you're an MC, you have to be in control yeah. of what events. But actually, you're sort of you're over the topness or your whatever you want to call it, your wackiness in a way that's non-threatening to the audience because you're like, this guy's mad, so I'm not. This guy's fucking crazy. Yeah. So, but it, it's crazy yeah. in the way that where the audience isn't like, who does he think he is? They're just like, this guy is a lunatic. So you're not getting any absolutely. Of that. You're not getting any of that uh, whatever uh, aggression or I whatever think you want to call it. Yeah, because I've yeah. I've seen comedians come on like like actually. In England, I saw this guy come on and he got talking about how rich he was. Everyone was like, <laughs> I, I don't yeah, care. It's funny. Like you can, I've seen people do that well. I've seen this, a couple of female comedians I saw in, the, in London do that well. But it's a fine line, man. You have to, you have to sort of, you really have to thread that. Because of course, what the, the thing is, they're, they're acting like they're better than you. And that's half the humor. But the other half is that they're always sort of betraying the fact that actually they're an idiot underneath it all but you have to keep it balanced yeah. if you if it goes too much one way or the other it oh man i couldn't i don't have the headspace for that man i can't i just have i think to it try just takes be, time yeah i just like, have to be um, like generally likable is, is the best i'm shooting for really <laughs> i yeah. can't do it anything where i anything i did it before my brief when i started off i was more aggressive not like i was aggressive aggressive but tonally yeah. i was a bit more like 
<clears throat> on stage. And what I found with it was that like it worked, but it was like it, it was there was no margin for error. There was no margin. Right. If, if, whereas if you're likable, if the audience likes you and something goes wrong, they don't mind. Or if a joke doesn't land, they don't mind because they like you. Whereas like if your character is I'm a dickhead, every fucking joke has to land. Otherwise. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, and I feel like the, like, you know, when you're starting out, you're like, oh, well, God, what if I don't get the joke right? Or if I forget something, you can just call it out and be like, I'm such an arse. I'm such an idiot. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm yeah, so yeah. stupid. And like that will win the audience over more, which yeah. was such a relief because then I mess up all the time. Yeah, but again, a mistake gets yeah. to be able to turn into something that's just an amusing uh, whatever happenstance, you know? Yeah. Well, to... I find, well, because I, I used to come on and I used to try to be really likable and happy and all the time. Oh. And I've realized, I'm, I'm, if anything, I'm going down more of a path of like, oh, he's a nice guy, but then there's a bit of edge as well, where I'll call stuff okay. out and be like, okay. but, but in an ignorant way. <laughs> you're really describing this well i'll call stuff out but only in an yeah age. do you mean you Ignor seem like so, you're ignorant give us an example yeah. or something i'm not so saying I'll, so, was, so i've got i've got a joke about how my girlfriend's always nagging like oh god always moaning and complaining like don't put all your money into bitcoin Ooh. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that yeah yeah yeah, yeah where yeah, she's actually good. right yeah because yeah, exactly. i love that humor that's, but again, that's the perfect balance because it's it's the you know there's the the your the the fake high man low man sort of it's the balance you know the audience is in yeah. on the, on both sides of it you know which is that's nice and, and ironically you're the idiot and yes. she has every right to be like no yeah um, yeah no and the absolutely. thing that's nice about that then as well is you can if you do a bit of that then you actually you could have a joke where you genuinely slag her off if you've already had a joke whereby you're kind of the idiot because then they realize that your dickhead persona isn't a threat. It's just part of you. But you know what I mean? You, you have more leverage to play around with different types of jokes yeah. then as long as they know that they're comfortable with you or whatever. It's, I, you know, the, my problem is though, I like talking about, I talk, talk about comedy. I mean, I always think it must be so boring for people who aren't interested in comedy. Like hearing two fucking pipe fitters. Absolutely. Pipe. Well, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be listening to this podcast. They'd be like, oh. Maybe. Although, you know, I said that about well. pipe fitters, but then I'm like, I have, yeah, okay, there we go. This is a new topic, then we get off comedy. Um, but uh, I want to ask you about your friends and I wanted to ask you about your girlfriend. See, this is for my wall. This is for okay. the Jack Mac wall. Again, I, have I the love how we've got, Al we've got Alan on, but it's more of a question about me. This is the most self-indulgent you're, podcast you're not getting guess, this recording like i'm not sending this recording to you i don't you like you fell for that straight away you think i'm gonna send this to you I'm just, keep, I'm just keeping this for my like wall <laughs> montage shrine thing you know? um but uh but yeah i was gonna say uh about lots of time listen to somebody talk about some area or if expertise or job or whatever it is that you're not interested in can be very boring if they don't clock the fact that you're like not into it the way they're into it do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, so if someone's talking to you about sports and, you know, they're not picking up on the fact that you're not into sports or, or it could be anything. I don't mean to pick on sports. But the only exception to that, in my experience, is there's some people who are like, they're so into the thing that they're into that, like, it's interesting to hear them talk about it. But not, not necessarily because the thing is interesting, but it just it becomes so interesting to see how into it they are. There's one, they I won't are. say his name on yeah. this, I won't say his name on this thing now, but I have a friend uh, who um, 
he just whenever I meet him he's always talking about wiring houses and electrical stuff and sometimes plumbing because that's his field of expertise but no which sound, listen if it was anyone else I would be so bored but he he loves this stuff so much that like joy radiates off him when he talks about it he'd be talking about how he's rewired this thing and mm-hmm. and i i will just ask him questions what kind of cheese what kind of i uh, just using words i don't even know what the words what mean. color wire what threading what threading gauge bearing resistance would that have been and then he would just go oh that's more like this uh, and there's just something about how much he loves it that makes it interesting to me that guy reminds me of doc brown from back to the future <laughs> Right, because if yeah, you really yeah. listen, Doc Brown, he's talking about the flux capacitor and all this stuff, but because the way he delivers it, it's just like... You're fucking right. We gotta go back, Marty. <laughs> the lightning hits the 2.1 gigawatts. Marty will get into back to the future. shit. It's like explosion of passion. It's the explosion of passion. You, you probably, I have no idea what would come through in the recording, but like as, as the instant you went into your doc impression, the, the thing slowed down and it went, rah, 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 and it was like you were time traveling. No. That was very, really? that was very good. We'll have to watch the, the playback, the instamatic playback on that. But, um, well, yeah. Even like my own girlfriend is a scientist. Okay. And she was saying one day how her supervisor wasn't giving her enough attention. And I said, well, I'm going to be honest, you don't really talk like a scientist, you know? <laughs> and she was like, how do you mean I don't talk like a scientist? You know, you need to, you need to have that. You need to wear the lab coat. They don't oh. even wear lab coats, these, these scientists, right? Wear well, the lab coat. Just in their jeans and, and a top. Yeah. Doing science. You know, with, doing fucking science, like. That's Dickens. nearly as crazy as doctors not having those fucking things. The Stethoscope. Heart listening. The heart listeners. Um, <laughs> this is the guy. This is the guy criticizing his girlfriend for the science for not talking scientific enough. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I no, not even that. But like, I said to her, your passion isn't there. You need to be like, okay. you need, if you discover something, you need to be like, great Scott, Charlie. If my calculations are correct, you know, do the whole Doc Brown thing. There you go. You're a scientist now. So she doesn't. So so you're saying she doesn't talk scientifically enough because she doesn't sound passionate enough, really. Absolutely. There needs to be that sense of urgency. Like, you know, like even, you know, Rick and Morty actually was born from a sketch where the guy, what's his name, Dan Harmon? He did this this, this sketch where it's basically Doc shouting at Marty, like everything needs to be done now. It's like, oh God, Doc. And he's like, Marty, you got to lick my balls, Marty. And he's like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that, Doc. And he's like, there's no time. There's no time, Marty. You got to start licking. You got to start licking, Marty. It's 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 a it's a it's a good approach. Could try that when the bar is open again. Must remember that one. Quickly, you've got to and arrested. See, I told you decades yeah. of controversy ahead of me. The uh, but so so would your now would your fantasy so then Jack? We're not fantasy. You don't mean to sexualize everything. It's not Elvis here, people. It's not all Elvis. So the but like, would you like it if your girlfriend bossed into the room with like a beaker? And, and a test tube Absolutely, was like, there's no yeah. time, Jack, quickly. You've got to mix these sp- chemicals. We need a sperm sample. And I'm dressed as Marty like, oh God, Doc, I'm no, not geez, sure. No, Oh, <laughs> no, Doc. 
This is heavy. <laughs> it is a sperm sample. Your poor girlfriend. Your poor, poor girlfriend. I know. Get, I, getting I, criticized I, for not I, being scientifically passionate enough. Oh, no, I <laughs> roast her. Do you know what she said to me yesterday? She texted me. Now, now my girlfriend is so pure. She's such a nice person, which is perfect because I don't... I've never gone out with a comedian and I don't think I'd ever want to. No, they're terrible people. Don't ever. No. Oh, awful no. people. So she said to me, oh, I wish we could spend more time together. And I was playing the PlayStation at this point. So, you know, I was like, pause the game, text her back, play the game. She goes, sure, oh, I wish sure I you pause. Sure. You were doing it with one hand. You didn't even fucking stop. It's like, yeah, yeah, I miss you too, baby. I miss Bill, baby. Yeah. Fuck it. If, if anything, I just was like, I miss you too. Into speech recognized text to speech thing yeah. no i said um playing the playstation and i she said oh i really miss you and i was like oh yeah i miss you too and she's like oh i really wish i was there with you and i said oh, i really wish you were here too watching me play the playstation very good very good <laughs> there he is he bum, can't bum, bum. see that's why going out with a comedian is horrible and a nightmare. Um, the, uh, that's very good, though. That's good. I, I appreciate that. But your so your girl, did you say she was Spanish? Did you say she was Spanish? At some si. Point? Si. Si. Oh, si, senor. Good. You picked up some of the lingo. What is the yeah. Spanish for you need to be more passionate about your discoveries? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like that. You were going to try it. You were going to try it for a second. Uh, yeah. you, that look I on your face like, just before uh, you gave up. Uh, Oh, I know it. It's um, el fascino siquen hambre. Very nice. Uh, very nice. So you got the thing where oh. you just say it with enough confidence and people who don't speak the language think, yeah. What, what, what you say this, but like sometimes I'll make up words as a joke. Like I'll be like, oh, it's pesadic uh, el porto. And every time I say it, she goes, don't say that word. That's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All <laughs> your words you make up are horrible words. That's great. Yeah, it goes, oh, that means pussy. What? I made that word up. That's so great. Did you? Did or you? I'd be like, go on. I was was gonna ask though, but like, like, do you remember them after you've made them up so you can? Like, no. Are you cataloging these no. pussies? No. I could be like, oh, the pisito, and she was don't say that. Does she look it's around? Penis. Is this the mothers? Yeah. Unenthusiastic absolutely. Spanish doctors come right over here. She go, great squ- great Scott guapo. Um, no, she's like, don't say that. And I'm like, I made that word up. I, I literally just went Benno. Like, everything is always O and I in Spanish. And yeah. she was like, no, no, no. Just vowels. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's good, though. So you're sort of, you've got some kind of rain man, Spanish cursing kind of yeah. ability just to pull swears out of El Aero. That's mad. But every, se- every second word is vagina or penis. You know, these people just loved them. They just kept making up maybe, words. Maybe your girlfriend just has a filthy mind. So you're just saying something like uh, door. And you said, did you say dick? Don't say dick. Yeah. Maybe she just. Don't. don't I'd, I'd say something like Doro. And she went, no, don't say that. That's terrible. That's crazy. You know what you oh, should do? Do you know what you should fucking do, Jack? You should. How would you find it, though? Would it be on? You can change the language and stuff on Netflix. F- yeah. Get fucking back to the future. Change the language, not the subtitles, the language to Spanish. And then you learn the, the phrases in Spanish doc's Absolutely. voice. And then you teach her those phrases and be like, you need to talk like this if this is going to fuck Yeah, work. it'd probably be like, hola, Marty. Donde este el creco? Eh, por favor, eh, Dolorian, eh, donde what? I did go on. I've got more Italian than anything else. But uh, hey, but- yeah, I believe... 
I, I think those guys who like do the voices for other languages, that's a great gig, man. Like that's, that's because Absolutely. there's, sometimes when you hear them, you're like, fuck, that is, that's like, that's like Spanish Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, how did they do that? And then other well, like, times. Hola. <laughs> Hola. Gomez like sometimes they really nail it but then sometimes when you put on like the dubbing for the other film you can tell they're just phoning it in like it's just absolutely you know, it doesn't even come close to what the, the original vibe was or the sound but the thing is if you don't speak english they couldn't they don't maybe get, like get an idea of the voice but they're not gonna they're not gonna hear the flavor if you get me maybe maybe ah uh, yeah but if we if i played you if there was some film where there was like I don't know a Polish accent star and he was he was all just you, you, that's my Polish impression um, uh, the yeah. like you'd you'd still you'd still get something wouldn't you I mean you'd have a, an idea of the vibe if you were doing it you know what I mean like you'd yeah. get their essence I, I'm interested in like what do Irish accents sound in different languages like what's an Irish accent in Brilliant. Spanish is it yeah. Ola like I, even my god I, I work with uh, a french company so i have to learn a bit of french ah. you know bonjour comment allez-vous like that's terrible like absolutely that's terrible brutal sounding brutal sounding they must often clamp their ears no I, uh, monsieur that is not how you say uh, that uh, word i knew a guy called crazy louis who was uh a criminal of sorts, you might say. Uh, he was lots he was of things, criminal. but he was criminals. But he lived in China when I was. I lived in China, and he spoke Chinese with a Cockney geezer accent. And what? It so he's like, dummy. No, I don't understand. You're saying something. You're saying something. You're saying something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with him too. And then the thing that was crazy about it was. To his tones, because you know Chinese is a tonal language, were perfect. So every yeah. Chinese person understood him perfectly, perfectly. Like there was no confusion. And like he, where, where was this guy from? He was he was from London. He was a company. Oh yeah, like, well, always fucking way he speaks, isn't it, mate? Just the way he talks, but he just like just hearing Chinese spoken with a Cockney accent. I've never. It's one of the funniest sound combinations I've ever heard. In you my need life. to record that. That's amazing. <laughs> Oh, uh, what? Hola. Hola. <laughs> I love it. I Bonjour. love it. But then there'd be other sounds like, like, sounds like if Del Boy was to, you know, when Del Boy used to learn like French and he'd be like, come on, Tally I love that shit, man. I love oh, that. Darling. Darling. All right. All right, all darling. Right. I love Only Fools and Horses, man. Such a good show. Fuck it. I can really show. relate to Del Boy. I love Del Boy. I love Del Boy. I love. Ah, God, Del Boy's the best, isn't he? I've got one of them jackets, one of them fake camel skin jackets. Ah, oh, it's fucking... I've got, I've got one, like a Del Boy jacket, before I knew what, who Del Boy was. Brilliant. Brilliant. You would, before you even knew that he was your spirit animal. Uh, yeah, I can relate to Del Boy in many ways. Like the whole money aspect, like, you know, all these schemes. I've got a little brother called Ferka who's like Rodney. Rodney. Gotta be, gotta be <laughs> millionaires, brothers. I love schemes, and when I was a kid, I used to always love schemes and scams, and I just I used I loved that show because they were always on the you know on the make and the schemes just going wrong. Ah, oh, so absolutely. But the thing is, back to the whole back to comedy is that Del Boy would be you know you know tricking people, but he'd never win. 
he never wins yeah so you never feel bad about it my the one i remember was they had a bunch of suitcases with the and the 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 the, the uh, combination lock suitcases and all the combination was locked inside the suitcase so you couldn't you couldn't open the suitcase without being able to open the suitcase i don't know just just ah uh, just something about that i just i love that shit i love you ever do you ever saw oh, it on the side of the road it's so much fun too because you just instantly channel that del boy energy like if you're del boy all right darling Listen, right? But even in a Cockney accent, it's it's easier to sell. Oh, cool. Like I was on a Ryanair, Ryanair flight not too long ago, and the guy was like, Oh, Rob, got some lovely scratch cards as well. Uh, and then coming back, there was an Irish person, and he was like, By the way, we've oh, got yeah. some scratch cards nice. if you're interested. <laughs> that the, the 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 Cockney voice, like you'd, I would never buy a scratch card in my life. I've no interest in, but just even you doing that impression made me think I might, I might buy a scratch yeah. card. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll have a flurry on this. And I, I you think know? it's because it. the because the Cockney accent, it's got, it's very cushioned. You know, it's you know, you can, it's very easy to lie in a Cockney accent. It's very hard yeah, to lie in an right. Irish accent. <laughs> You know, it is the Cockney accent, it's sort of, it's hard, but it's soft at the same time because it's punchy, it's punchy, yeah, but it don't, yeah. it's not, it's not, it's not too harsh that it's not nasty on the ears, but it's forceful enough that you've got to pay attention. And by the time you're in the middle of the sentence, you can't remember how you got there. And now I've sold you two of these for three and a half bob and two tiddlywinks down the road. You don't even know what I'm I, saying. I, I think the stronger an accent is, the easier it is to lie. And you can, there's one sentence you can try this on. The sentence, I love you, like how to sound honest. If, if you're struggling to sound honest, okay, it's because you're not. Yeah, so is that. Like if you ever watch, Cor- uh, not Coronation Street, um, East Be like, Jackie, I love you. You know, easy. Fair City, Jackie, I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I love you, Jackie. I love you. Like, I don't fucking believe you. I don't believe you. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> believe it, yeah, with that town, yeah. get out there, but enthusiastic. Doc, I wonder if Doc Brown would say, I love you. Oh, I love you, Marty. Oh, um, I don't know, Marty, I think, great Scott, Marty, my, the love for my love I have for you, Marty, is pulsing through my veins as we as we speak, Marty. That's that film was messed up, man. The guy he was trying to have sex with his mother back in time as well, you know. That's, uh, we've, we've all we've all been there, mate. We've, who wouldn't, man, if you're a hot man, <laughs> you know, now easy for you to say if you don't have, you know, go back in time, your man's hot. Do you, ah, this, I was thinking about this today. So you were saying films because spooky films and, and na, 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 yep. Halloween. I've been watching over our, the Halloween period. I've been trying to watch a bunch of old, like 1920s, 1930s, black and white MGM kind of uh, monster movies, Dracula, Frankenstein. Interesting. So How's good. Frankenstein? They're so good, man. Oh, it's it's amazing. Like it's it's my favorite type of thing in the sense that like fifty percent, as you know, two hundred more, maybe 70 percent is actually genuinely really good, amazingly well shot, really? beautiful sets. One thing I don't know what it is must be to do with maybe to do with the way studio system is set up these days or whatever. But lots of shots in these old films where you really see the the height of the room. The whereas I was like, oh, a lot of yeah. lot of cinema is more close up these days. So some just really beautiful shots. And then also combined with some of the like hokiest, like stupidest, over the top, terrible camera work, terrible acting. I, and even it, the costumes I bet were just 
but it's the perfect i love that my favorite thing is like the mix the mix between genuinely really fucking good and then just genuinely hilariously bad like in a like 70 30 mix it's i that's, love that's, that man. i that's i find cool. star trek the original series is very much like that like it's, some of it is just fucking brilliant the writing the themes are so good and in some of the sets oh my god are the designs and the, oh, you see the so rubber mask falling off and all this yeah stuff. i love but yeah no honestly though i love i love those other things and what i was thinking was about is i fucking i love like like the a look of the actresses from like the 20s 30s 40s like the w- women i just there think- was a look I think they're so fucking hot, man. I'm like, that's I'm like, that's the hottest look ever, I think. There, yes, like there is a statuesque. Yeah, it is kind of I don't know how to describe it without sounding sexist. Um, yeah, I don't know. There is a look. There is like it's almost like damsel damsel. Sorry, uh, damsel in distress. There's some it, I don't know. There's some. It's it's damsel, but it's not. It's there's, there's it's funny. The stuff, the ones that are the there's a couple that's in this distressy look, but the ones that are the most attractive is it's like going towards the 30s and 40s. You start to have slightly. It's still like gender role, the stereotype, blah blah blah. But you start to have slightly stronger female characters as well, and they're just I don't know, man. They're because it's the you know it's, it's literally in terms of what's happening in society, like women are getting yeah. out of power and stuff like that. So there still is this damsel in distress vibe, but it's kind of transitioning into a, like a more empowered uh, urban female nice. at the time. And I don't know, man. Just the look. I'm just like I, I just I love those. I love. But here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. I was. This is. You know. We've we've been talking for an hour. I could. I could be. I could be honest with you, Jack. Here, right. I Always. Was, I was. I was trying to jack off. Right. Thinking about one of these. These. Nice. These, these. This chick from the creature from the Black Lagoon. Really good. Oh, it's so good. The monster suit. Oh, it's brilliant. Right. Sorry, send me that link. I went well. <laughs> which one? Which one? Get the right link. Careful. But here's the send thing. Here's the thing. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because she was in black and white and it was throwing me off. I because I couldn't colorize really? her. I couldn't colorize her. Because I could You're I could. racist. <laughs> You're racist. Trying to color I'm, in that woman. Is that color, what I was trying to because I'm not black and white. Like I can't imagine myself having sex with a black and white woman. I want to be very please. Yeah. This clip's gonna be taken out of context now. And it's like Alan Byrne refuses to have sex with mixed <laughs> race. <laughs> women mixed way yeah um unless anymore you're watching porn turn it on put a filter on black and white and it'll it'll cure yeah, no, that for you no but see what this is what i'm saying this is what i'm saying i can't i can't put myself in the picture because i'm not in black and white do you know what i'm saying like i can't yeah. fantasize about having sex or even interacting with a black and white. it's not like ed wood it's appropriate. Um, it's I can't put him. You know, I just anyway. It's throw anyway. I mean, it's, I'm I mean it makes sense. Now. I'm fucking ruined for colorized women. I can, they can do nothing for me, and yet black and white women. I can't. There's no way I can't access. Them. Well, maybe we find you a woman in color. But see, here's the thing, right? What if? What if? What if the reason they're so? What if the reason I find them attractive is because they're black and white? What if you bring them into the colorized universe, and now I'm like, meh, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's the whole thing of like we always want what we can't have. Yeah, I mean, this this I could think be so. 
this I think I've discovered a new fetish anyway. But that I mean it probably is just like the look because I do what, think the style is really cool. What type well. of porn do you watch? So oh, I watch black and white stuff. Black and white. Real old. I do think like I mean why not though? But you, do you ever do have you have you ever seen like old black and white porn? Like this this really makes it sound like this is what I'm watching all the time, right? But have you ever seen like um where was I? I was in a uh, like some, it was like some museum of old seaside fairground, turn the handle, like yeah. amusements kind of stuff in, in the US. And they had one that was like a peep show one, like a black and white one. And there's like people sort of not having sex, but there was like ladies who were naked or stuff like that. And I was like, fuck man, like that's, they, they're dead, man. They're long dead. Yeah. Just, just forever. They're going to be there kind of gyrating, you know, that's immortality. And even sex. like back in those days, they're like, oh my God, this technology is amazing. We can finally capture pictures. What do we want to take pictures of? First thing, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Naked women? Definitely. There wasn't even, there yeah. wasn't even, like when they did the first photographic, the keyhole, yeah. the pinhole camera, the first picture, they, they probably had something that wasn't a naked woman. The first picture wasn't a naked woman because they, you can't, you couldn't just say, hey, Matilda, can you stay there for four hours whilst I try to work four out hours. how this shit work, right? The second picture, though. Now, keep those nipples. <laughs> keep those nipples at the same temperature, Matilda. No. Ah, you've ruined the shot. <laughs> Developing photographs is easy. The hard part is maintaining an ambient temperature that's exactly the same so you don't get nipple movement over yes, the course all, of the hour. Now your nipples are all blurry, and that was the first time <laughs> they blurred out nipples. They actually weren't. It was just Matilda's nipples kept changing. They were self-blurring nipples. Do you know what I feel like? Yeah, I yeah. feel like this podcast started so nice and so well. And I've just, I've just really Well, maybe not. When I talked about TikTok and we were talking about boobs again. That's true. We have kind of come full circle. So what this is literally, this is what I do on stage. I start off, the audience doesn't like me, something's a bit off, but then I win them over. And then right at the end, I manage to fucking remind like, them, hey, don't forget, I'm a piece of shit. You know, just... They're like, bad man. I'm the opposite of what I should be doing. I'm the opposite. Well, maybe, maybe, do you ever watch Mad Men? Oh yeah, sure. Did you ever watch that show? Yeah. Did you yeah. like that? The look of those, that that style. Okay, okay. I yeah, you're. I see what you're saying. You're throwing me a colorized bone over here. Um, yes, I. They because there was something. It, they are hot and they are attractive, but it is a slightly later time period. So the style isn't. Exact. It is sixties, early sixties. Yeah, it's like late fifties, early sixties. So there's a bit of a hangover from some of that sort of like thirties, forties stuff, but not really, not really. Well, I think uh, Mad Men itself is a very sexual yeah. show. Not even just yeah. Dan Dra Draper, but just like the way oh, everyone's dressed so well. Ties, shirts, suits, real big Barbie doll dresses. It's, everyone you know, smokes. Now, dude, smoke, smoke. That, that show will make you want to smoke, man. That show just makes yeah. smoking the coolest shit. And then you go outside in the smoking area and they're like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know, the, the fantasy version is so much better than the reality, you know, because no, that's it. Like when like people dressed well, dressed fancy, nice suits, smoking, nothing looks cooler than that, man. That looks like cool. Like no wonder everyone died of lung cancer. It was just it was so cool. It was just so oh, man. cool, dude. Sure, even like they're smoking while they're pregnant. They don't they have no clue that it's bad not, for the baby. Not like, even a notion. Oh, I'm so stressed. No.
But like Jack, smoking yeah. is still smoking is still so cool, even though it's awful for you. People yeah, still, people still do it, you know. People, but know. but the uh, yeah, Madman. But the Madman thing, I do like that. I like the style. I like the look. Um, the aesthetic. So I, I, it's, it's not even. It's not even Elvis. I love the fifties. Like the, uh, I'm into a great musician. He died in the like early sixties. He was fifties influence. Eddie Cochran. He's the guy yeah. who sang come on everybody you know ah, ah, yeah, yeah yeah he is really good eddie cochran he is Talk up there with elvis i'd say oh ho, ho, that's big that's big uh yeah eddie cochran there he actually has a sort of elvis he looked up yeah. i suppose people looked a certain way so yeah jack so if you could go back in time to any time period would it be like the 50s would it be like elvis I'll be the 50s, yeah yeah absolutely crazy. see i've mentioned seeing elvis live in the early days nah, man that'd be crazy dude that'd be crazy That'd be out of control. The only mm. thing is you just, I mean, but the only thing is like now, you know, part of your style is your Elvis style. Like back then you'd just be like another guy who looks like that though. You know what I mean? And you wouldn't and yeah. Elvis would be there. So you just, they'd be like, who's this fucking dork, you know? By or Elvis would be like, hey man, who's that cool guy in the crowd? Come on stage, tell us some jokes. And that, no, and so, then uh, you, you get up and it's like the fucking Back to the Future. You start playing Elvis to Elvis. He's like, hey man, that's a good song. I'm going to try that with myself. Oh, hell, no. And you're like, ah, I did it. Time is yeah. a flat circle. Hey, oh. hey man, what's that song called? Hound Dog? I'm like, whoa, what have mm. I done? Dude, that's cool. It's like in Back to the Future. Marvin Barry, listen to this. <laughs> That, I like that stuff. I like that stuff with the the, the circular time time diverging the thing. Boot, the bootstrap paradox. That's what they call it. Okay. Okay. I did not know that. There's a name, name for it. Oh, the bootstrap paradox. Yeah. Why? Why is that? Because the first the, the first story is about some guy who bootstrapped his own boots. He invented. I have the no bootstrap. idea. But if you watch enough Doctor Who, they tell you. That's and the you presumably do. Paradox. You probably presumably Doctor Do with your big Dalek in the background. Um, but uh, have you ever read? Have you ever read Rant? by Chuck no. Palahniuk or whatever his name is, the, the guy who wrote Fight Club. Rant is it's about time travel, and but it's Chuck Palahniuk, so it's also about like disgusting, weird, corporeal grossness as well. So, but it is, as I, I mean, I don't really read it all. I'm a real fucking Philistine, but it's, it's all about like circular time and how the the stories just, when you first read it you're like what is going on it doesn't really make sense but then like as it goes through you realize like it, it's it's a feedback loop of time the whole story is it's just it's really good man it's if you like if you like bootstrapping you'd love this if you love bootstraps <laughs> well if you if you like that as well there's a great german show on netflix called dark and it is it is dubbed in english don't know how's, if you how's the dubbing? It is so good. It's really good. Okay. Really, really good. Now, do you think oh, that they did, like, uh, uh, see? Okay, so now, but do you think? Uh, have you listened to the German version? Do you think the dubbing is true to the voice of the the German? I don't know. Mm. I, I mean, the dubbing's great. I like oh, Jesus. The the I'll go back in time. What? Dubbed. dubbed. <laughs> it was dubbed over. It was dubbed, but that should be an option. That should be an option on Irish Netflix that you can have it as like you know Spanish, English, German dub. You can just dubify yeah. any. Um, I really want to watch that thing. Come here, um, come here. <laughs> I really want to watch Calm, Calm with Horses. That looks like it's really good. That's an Irish oh, yeah. uh, film, film that's on there. That Actually, you were talking about Halloween films. We watched yes. The Conjuring. Have you seen The Conjuring? 
Oh, is that with the doll? Annabelle, Annabelle. Is the doll in that one? Yeah, Annabelle. Yeah, that's like the starter off of that kind of franchise. But yeah, okay. we watched it on Halloween. It is pretty fucking scary. Yeah, it's pretty good because it's a true story. Okay. All right. So do you it's be- about a haunted doll. Well, it's no, the doll is it's actually about a haunted house. Now, I've, you know, it's the biggest cliche in horror films like family move into house. Oh, it's haunted. Things start moving. So it's like that. But then there's also a side plot of these. They're almost like Ghostbusters. Okay. Uh, they're, they're, they're a couple who go around and they start and they study the paranormal and they have everything blessed by the Catholic Church and they fix these things when they happen, when people get possessed and stuff. Okay. So halfway through the film, they get involved and it just turns that whole genre upside down. And you're like, oh, fucking hell, they're actually, it's almost like a, a mouse and cat film. They're trying okay. to find spirit but it's really good I highly recommend because I'd only I'd seen it but it's one of those ones you know some things around so much you kind of almost think you've seen it or you're like ah yeah yeah um so okay yeah. that's the first person I've heard describe it in a way that makes it sound good that's cool I'll check that out so because I love a good I, scary movie but I find I it hard to find ones like, that are genuinely uh, scary you know yeah like these ones evil dead uh, they, like the oh like the original ones yeah yeah they're yeah. fucking dude that uh, anything <laughs> with Anything with practical special effects, like that shit from the late 70s, Absolutely. 80s. I love I'm wearing a t-shirt that says watch TV. Do you know if they live? Have you ever seen that? No. Oh, dude, it's so good. They live. It's a John Carpenter, and it's the guy you probably seen it parodied in things because it's one of those things that's like the Simpsons have done and stuff like that. Like it's this guy who hey, what is he? He's sort of like a homeless construction worker guy, working poor dude who discovers these glasses that basically let him see the world for what it really is. And there's like, um, it, it, when he what? puts on the glasses in black and white, it's like obey, consume. And there's like aliens with skull faces. It's so good, man. And you need to link me this. I'll send it to you. It's, it's, and again, it's the Alan combination. It's 70% genuinely really, really good. And 30% hilariously bad. They're not- Hot they're, women in black and white. That's true, actually. There are black and white women in it. The only thing is most of them are skull-faced alien women, which isn't exactly what I'm looking for. But hey, yeah. beggars can't They're like, ah, <laughs> you've ruined my night. Yeah, that's cool. I watched, uh, yes, They Live. Uh, if you like that, if you like that John Carpenter stuff, uh, then that's really that practical special effects stuff. It's so good, man. So good. I'll definitely check it out. Um, you like your films? Yeah, I'm a bit of a film buff, all right. I like, um, uh, it's very, you know what it is with me? Um, I actually directed a short film, a very short one, the last year I made with my friends. Um, But that was fun to do. It was- What was that about? It's it's sort of, um, it's about a Chinese far, I I shot it when I was in Brighton in the UK with my friends who were mostly Chinese um, and uh, Crazy Chinese Tony, who's a, he was, a film student at Brighton I met him to practice Chinese with and do like a little language exchange with and then he was he was like I, I'm making films and I was like oh I like films and we wrote a little script together um and it's sort of about a Chinese foreign exchange student just how his kind of life is you know, how he's finding living in the UK a little bit but then things get really weird <laughs> and the film gets like right. kind of like uh like Freudian dream sequence weird kind of stuff and I will say most people did not get it or like it. Um, but I thought it was great. <laughs> it's, but the That's reason- the thing about films. You have to make them and then 
you've got to make them and you see what happens. No, but the thing is, it's oh. uh, I'm I'm very I'm very proud of it, very happy with it. I'll uh, link in the description, like and subscribe. Hey, hey, like and link in the link in the thing. Um, uh, it was called Overseas Guide, Jing Wai Chi Yu, Chinese Jing Wai Chi Yu, mate. In it, that one, I love that one. It's diamond. Um, why don't you, Chi your, Chi your next film should be in Chinese and it should be different accents? It should be like set in London or set in Ireland, the Lon- all the in Lo- Chinese, London Chinese Cockney geezers. Well, this one, parts of yeah, this one are, then, are in Chinese, but not Cockney Chinese, which would be good. Which would be but good. and then maybe halfway through this, the film, they start speaking English. And it's because they're being listened or something. I'm throwing okay. stuff out there. I like get it. China I like it. involved. Hey, listen. Guys, just like the idea of it going, all right, what, mate? mate. And then yeah. I did like, your accent. I liked um, in uh, Guy Ritchie had a film, a new one recently, that was it The Gentleman or something it was called. And there's a Chinese yeah. gangster and bloke, bloke in that who kind of has a sort of a, a kind of a posh English accent, but not too posh, a bit slimy. A bit slimy, and he's, he's a bit he's, Tom Hiddleston. A bit, oh, a bit like that, yes. And he, he it's good. It's really good. Yeah. Like it just, it comes off good. But anyway, so the the film thing is for me, I love like seventy schlocky uh, body horror stuff. I love all that stuff. And, and now I'm getting into the black and white like stuff in the twenties horror films. But for me, it's kind of like I really like anything that has kind of like just interesting visuals, interesting images. That's like right. last for me. Like I'll watch a whole film, and like I, uh, for me, if it's a film that I, I'll keep coming back to it, if an image from it gets stuck in my head, where some that's the difference between me from a film I'll watch once and a film I'll watch like a hundred times is like if the next day whatever some image is from it is still in my brain, then I'm like, ah, oh, there's something in that that I wanna I wanna come back to. I don't know what that right. Is. That's interesting. I find now this is me being such a like uh, I don't know just who I am, but I love characters. Sure, sure. Love my characters. So even like um playing the PlayStation, playing The Last of Us 2. That's meant to be and very the good. writing for the for characters is just so good. Yeah. But it's yeah, like even and even sometimes now I'm watching films with my girlfriend and I'm guessing what the characters will do. And I'll, I'll be right, and she'll be like, How did you know? And I'm like, because that's what I would have wrote for right. the character. So, but then when you so say that, do I you, love... yeah, characters, so character is what gets you in films. So that, but do you, because I was talking, who was I speaking to about this recently? I can't remember. But do you, do you do the thing where you identify with the character? Do you know what I mean? Where like you're kind of following along with them, you're feeling what they're feeling, or are you a bit more like, analytical in the sense that you're still outside them and you're saying, oh, I bet they'll do this next, but you're more like Freud, yeah, I, like analyzing I'm more them. outside of them. So okay. like even like yeah. in The Last of Us, there's, there's a character who they set up to be the villain and she's terrible. This girl is the murderer. She's awful. Okay. And then they flip it and they show why and stuff. And it, it, the writing was so good that you're actually rooting for her. Nice. And then you don't like the, oh man, it was so good. That's cool. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I think it's because I just like writing and I like I like characters and I love I love seeing where they go. Yeah, character development. I like I like I like stuff where, um, in particular, like the way you described, if a character you kind of think it's going one way and then it flips on you or it changes on you because it sort of it pulls the rug out from out from under you in terms of 
the way you've thought about the the, the character in question because yeah. that like to, that for me I'm like that's what people are like you know you're like oh I know what Bill's like Bill's this type of a character but actually Bill's got this whole other side to him that you don't even you know what no, I mean no absolutely uh, no maybe like not even he knows or yeah I, I thought Game of Thrones were really good at that until the last season I never watched they Game got- of Thrones I never watched it everyone it was they- like. It was just like sports all over again. Everyone was talking about it for just all the time, and I didn't have a fucking yeah. notion. I was. I, felt- I had the same with sports. School. Oh, you see, did you see Rooney? Did you see the the the, the performance he gave? And you'd be like, no, just nothing. Serious. Just, but it was just, geez, I. Do you know what I did? No. I was living. Uh, when I was living in Canada, I moved. I I moved in with the the, the dudes. I was living with. So wait, you were in China, Canada, London. You've been all over. Yeah, I get around. I get around. I was in Saudi for get a bit around, as well. Um, the, <laughs> but moving, keep keep moving, Jack. As soon as the authorities get a, a hold of me, then I move on, and then I find my next victim, and I make the wall of their face. So are, don't don't don't. So are you? Is this like your first time home in a while? Yeah. You have to come back. Yeah. COVID. It, uh, well, I didn't have to come back before because of COVID, uh, but I chose to do that because I wanted to. Sure, yeah. Um, the uh, I just uh, fi- financially it made more sense for me, Jack, to return yeah. to home, which is where I always wanted to be. It's just so happened that my desire to return home coincides with a dip in my bank balance. It's just funny the way these things work out. Well, London was so expensive oh i was always so broke <laughs> i was one paycheck away from being on the street just in london just, like that's the equation it's like you get to live in london where all the interesting things are but you are going to be fucking broke all of absolutely. the time that's the deal while at least living in dublin now don't get me wrong dublin is way too expensive yeah yeah for sure, what sure, it sure. Is. but from your um, point of view you're like this is amazing but, <laughs> I know, like c- coffee doesn't cost four pounds. What? Uh, I can walk everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Why? So I'm saving money. And I've, you know, I've got a little bit more money, but yeah, like I oh God, London was. I was in Lewisham as well for a while. That was that was. R- yeah, yeah. Rough. Yeah, that'd be a, a fun, fun area. But I, I lived in Croydon for a while as well, so another fun, Croydon, another fun part, of Croydon, another fun part of town. Um, yeah, my. Uh, but I did. I liked. I, I really liked living in London. It is sort of um, because yeah. So before I lived there, I lived in where did I live? I lived in Mal- I was in Saudi for a year. I was in like Malta for a year. My brother lives in Malta, so I went there. And then before that, I was in Canada. And then before that, I was back in Ireland again for a couple of years. But before before that, in my like twenties, I spent most like six years in China. I was like teaching English and learning wow, Chinese over there. Six years. So I spent most of my twenties there, which is kind of mad when I think about it now. Wow. Um, uh, What's yeah, China like? China's cool, man. I like China a lot. Uh, the culture, the food is amazing. The people are really, really friendly. It's kind of changed now because the sort of the you know, like the the uh, the politics have changed and there's like the big conflict with the states and stuff like that. So I think now yeah. it's way less friendly to foreigners than it used to be. Things are a bit more like there's there's a bit more tension. Um, but like when I was living there um, back in the two thousands, it was all you know peace and love. It was all happy. Everyone was delighted to see you everywhere you went. Plus, you were such a there's so few foreigners in China relatively. 
like everywhere you go you'd love it you'd fucking love it. everywhere you go you're like a celebrity they're just like this look at this look at this alien who's just walked in the door come here and take a picture come here pick up my infant son and really kiss him on the face they, they want photos because especially like if you're in the big cities, like if you're in Shanghai or Beijing, okay, th- there's loads of foreigners. Foreigners by which I mean, you know, people who aren't Chinese. You, me, yeah. But like if you go to if you go to any of the like second tier cities, the smaller cities, like well, I, I lived in a place called Yanliang, which is where they make all the Chinese airplanes, um, and it was. There was like there was like five. It was like a million, million, billion. Because like every Chinese city is. How many people live here? A million, billion, million, billion, billion. Yeah, it's Loads. a tiny. It's a tiny town. It's a village. It's a backwater. Just Come a little. All. It's just a million, billion, billion. And it was just it was me and like three other guys were the only farm people there. So you'd meet every day. You'd meet someone who just had never seen a foreigner before, and they were just like, Look at this. Sure, my my friend went to China and he was black and he said like so racist they used to like like sometimes they'd lick their hands and try to rub it on and go oh yeah 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 and, he, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and he'd be there cool. like he'd be there shouting at them in english like racist and they wouldn't know what he was saying so yeah dude like, they probably were like that guy's man. name is racist so he keeps saying say it everywhere they go i don't know racist yeah it's funny but it's like uh, I li- it, like what happens normally when you live there is like people either love it or they hate it because you're always like it's not like it's not a multicultural society so you will you will always be an outsider there there's no inside right. track you get fluent in Chinese you're married to Chinese your wife is Chinese doesn't matter you will always be an outsider there just because numerically it's so rare yeah. to have you there so like some people can't handle that and they're like why can't they just treat me like one of them and you're like well because it's just it's not it almost yeah. mathematically doesn't make sense. Um, so and some people who are like, you know, attention hogs like me fucking love it. Everywhere I go, like, hey, hey, fucking, you know. And, and, Maybe and that's just, why you keep traveling. Dude, you're like, mate, you fucking Irish. Fucking love the Irish, mate. <laughs> my, my granddad was Irish. Have a drink, mate. I love that. I love that. I don't. I guess that's. You see, this the thing about you asked me about London. Um, that what was interesting for me about London. London is the first like. Well, no, sorry. I suppose I lived in Canada for a while, but I was even that was. I was in an Inuit community in Canada, so it wasn't really like white people Canada. It was an Inuit nice. village, really. Well, four hundred people, whatever. Not a million billion. So, so that was that was kind of its own thing, if you know what I mean. Whereas, like, so li- living in London though was the first time I'd lived really in like an English speaking, like not white sort of mostly white or whatever you want to say, majority white mm-hmm. community. So that was just that was very interesting for me because I was like, I to just. Every English person, it just cracked me up every time you tell them you're Irish or you're they they know your accent or whatever. They always do that thing when they're like, my grand was Irish, or my aunt's Irish, yeah. or two my parents are, and it's yeah. it comes from a good place. But I'm just like they all they can't not say it. It's very amusing. Absolutely, they'd be very like, my, my mom, my mom was from a place called Conan Beth, and you'd be like, that is not real. Cologne, 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 and you're just like, I don't think that's. Do you know Cologne? Yeah, like Cologne, Yeah. <laughs> no. And then you say, no, there's no place like that. I goes, no, I'm pretty sure there is. No, I think I think you'll find. I think you'll find yeah. there is actually. Clenny, Clenny Muffle. Whatever. I just I just go along with it. Whatever it is. If they're like Cologne, if Cologne, Fokufuk, and I'll be like, oh yeah, I know. Sure, yeah. my cousin's from there. And then they're really happy, and then they just shut up about it. 
Or another thing as well is they just start to do your accent. They'd be like, uh, they get to know you. And then they're like, uh, hello, dear Jack. Are you all right, dear Jack? Dude, hello. My, my, my favorite, see, now here's the thing that, that I, I, there's a, what's his name? Oh, fucking black books. Uh, Dylan Moran does a bit about that. Dylan Moran, yeah. Great. But, um, but my favorite, my favorite part of, see, I didn't, I didn't know that that happened because all the other places I'd gone and been a foreigner, I was so foreign. Like, there's no one in China doing, let me give you my Irish accent. You know Ooh, what I mean? It's, you're, yeah, just, you're just white. You're, you're just out, you're like an UFO. Like, there's no one even attempting it, right? Um, or they're just like, you know, or if you're in uh, anywhere else, Saudi, just like from Ireland, they're just like Ireland, UK, America. It's all just the same. You're one of them people. Yeah, over there. That's right. Yeah. They're not, you know, whereas in the UK, there's the, the accent. My favorite thing, though, is when they, they just, they like drop into it a little bit. They'll drop into yeah. a fake Irish accent just a little bit. We're going down to and come back out no. of it again. And I'm like, they don't even know they're doing it. That's when it really amuses me. I was talking to some lady. I went to the but, news. But, oh, Jesus. Oh, it cracks me up. But then I'd be like, I start doing their accent. So I'd be like, all right, all right, mate. Right, and be like, listen, but don't speak Oi. like that. Oi. Oi. Excuse me. Mate. Have some respect. I'm Have not being some funny. respect. Oi. But I don't... I don't speak like that. All right. I'm like, well, you kind of do. It's so funny, man. I love it. But it's, I, I, it's, I, I, it's not, it's, it's just, it's, to me, it's very curious, though, because for me, it's, does, it doesn't come from a mean spirited place, but it's just. No. It's, well, it's, I don't know. It's well, interesting. Yeah. Well, also, as well, like they're happy, because, you know, like, so if your mother's Irish, then that they have a bit of Irish in them. Yeah, it's like so a they're connection. Happy thing. to express yeah. that. Yeah. Like, um yeah absolutely like so they're like oh my god my mother's irish <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm gonna be very honest i think we're, we're about one hour 30 minutes oh shit yeah into this um, very good and uh, i think we'll have to wrap it we'll have to wrap it up but we'll have to have you back for the sake for the sake of uh for the sake of the whatever the listening patience of your or visual viewing patience whatever the patience is of your audience i think there's only so very much this small. there's only this so much of this shit that i i actually feel morally capable of subjecting them to i think yeah it needs to come to an end but uh very damn it fuck me oh can i ask you one more question because i had another question okay i remember i remembered it now i'll give i'll give you one more one more right so you said you watched the conjuring thing because of me be watching these spooky films of halloween and all stuff so do you believe in ghosts or any of that stuff for real for real were you secretly now uh, that I'd, I'd, I'd have to say part of me does. Okay. Like, I've never seen it, but okay. we had a priest come in to our class when we were in sixth year. We did a retreat. His name was Father Benny. I don't know if he's alive, but he did six hours about personal Holy development. Sh- oh, okay. I thought you were going to say about ghosts. Like, I thought you were going to say fucking... six hours of ghosts. <laughs> no, this, this priest was like no other. He just he just got people so well. He talked about like difference between men and women, the way men think, women think, all these things. Okay. The last two hours he did was about the Ouija board, evil spirits, the conjurings. And he, he was so convinced. He was like, do not play with Ouija boards. They are real. And we were like, that's crazy because I literally today in the post got a Ouija board planchette. It's called the, the, the arrowy thing, right? Because no, you didn't. I Did fucking you? got one in the post today. Do you know Nightmare Realm? They do like the haunted houses 
spooky yes yeah whatever it is yeah so um i am on i must be on their mailing list and they sent me out an email of like it's halloween but there's no haunted house so we're selling all this shit instead it's cool stuff anyway so but i am decorating the house at the moment because part of the deal of me living here is my father's like you gotta dig ditches and paint walls so that's what i'm doing right so classic fun, fun times so literally, I just sent a picture to my friend Chanel because she's mocking me for moving back to Ireland. Are you going to be a farmer then, are you? You know, I was like, no, no, it's very sophisticated. And then like the first photo I sent of her was me like up to my fucking knees in shit, digging a ditch in the rain, just, con- just confirming all of her prejudices. Um, but uh, I'm redecorating the house and the, the room that's my room at the moment was uh, where over there it'll be the spare room. I'm going to do that in kind of a gothic style. I'm going to like uh, paint up some of the furniture and nice. stuff black. And I've kind of got like, like skull candles and like gothic frames and stuff like that. And I was like, I should get a fucking Ouija board. And then there was this cool looking planchette. that's kind of like the Raven, like uh, Edward, Edgar Allan Poe kind of vibe. And I got that and it literally arrived in, in the fucking post today. And now you're telling me that it's real and I should stay away from it. Cause father fucking Barry, Barry, Ted, whatever his fucking name was. Father Benny was, was like, it's real. Have you yeah, ever done this? All these- no. <laughs> Look at that! The this that you that you were channeling no. Father Benny there. No, are you mad? No, get away from that. Um, there's definitely a short film in that though. That could be very cool. A priest is like, no, don't try it, and then they all do it. No, but he did. He was so adamant about like, okay. like he was. But the, the stories he was telling us, like a fella, a group of kids did it, and then it started talking back to them. Yeah, and then it's they asked it, when will I die? And I gave them a date. They wrote down the date and he didn't die, but his mother died in a car accident. Yeah. Stuff like this that I was like, whoa. So yeah. So no. So well, yeah, what about yourself? Do you do you yeah, believe I in don't this? I don't believe in any of it? I think it's a load of a bunk. I've never, I'm like you, I've never experienced it. And I will say I'm not one of these people who's like doesn't believe in it because I secretly am afraid it's real. I would love. Not really. I mean, you know, not really. I would I, I wouldn't love to like have a skeleton pop out the closet there now at me, but um, to find out that there was supernatural stuff to actually have evidence of it. It's like aliens. It would be amazing. I mean, it would be amazing yeah. for that to be true and super cool. And also, you know, the whole thing of like not becoming oblivion of blackness when you die, that'd be nice too, as to have that yeah. information, you know, that'd be a, a plus. But I don't, I just don't believe in any of it. Like this is a, that house here is creaky and haunted and spooky. And I just, I'm just walking around at night in the dark. It doesn't bother me at all because I don't believe it. But now I've got this Ouija board. I'm fucking hanging to have someone to come down so we can play with this thing. I'm hanging. Let me know. Let me know, man. Yeah, when the lockdown bullshit is over, you can come down, Jack. Don't, no, no. Don't curse me. Don't be like, when will Jack McKenna die? Um, Dude, if I just text I, you, I won't even say anything. I'll just text you a date now. I'll just text you a fucking date. <laughs> <laughs> That's in two weeks. Tomorrow morning. <laughs> Because it's, it's like, <laughs> er, like I think early internet. Do you remember you could go on these websites and mm. it would ask for your mobile number, and if you typed it in, it would take two euro of your credit. So there yeah. used to be lads in school who type in other people's numbers, and you get this text message: two euro credit gone. Is that what the Ouija board is like? You start asking for other people, and then <laughs> they start to die. That is, it's so great that your brain created that little metaphor. That's amazing. This fuck. <laughs> text message yeah. I mean like honestly Jack 
That's no problem. It just takes all it does is the Ouija board. It just takes a couple of euros credit off your fucking three balance. That's all it does, Jack. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's all it, it's just. It's, <laughs> <laughs> you get a message. I didn't spend. My fuck's well, sake. I'm all out of data, you know? Ah, uh, but then because you're out of data, your car breaks down. You can't call. You can't. You're out of credit, so you can't call someone. And then you go walking to try and find a phone. And that's when you get hit by the car and die. So it was like roundabout Ouija board killer. That's cool. That's cool. Oh, look at him menacing. <laughs> well done. Well, on that yeah, menacing, yeah, on that menacing image, we better <laughs> conclude. But we better go. Yeah. If I if I I'm gonna get someone down here. I'm trying to when the lockdown's over. I'm gonna see if I can I get Gillian down here because she hates haunted house stuff. That's the other podcast get I do. On. Gillian Fitzgerald fits and starts. Funny podcast. If you don't think I'm funny, she is. Link on so bio. Watch that. Link in the bio. Like and subscribe. Click, click. But I'm going to get her down because she is petrified of anything even remotely spooky. So I, I fucking. I just. I then. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Filming her reaction to the Ouija board. She, she do Do a podcast with her. Uh, yeah, and film it, film her reaction. It has to be in person, it can't be you because for the, the, the planchette thing to work, it has to be you have to be in the same location. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, she needs to, to be there, she needs yeah. to be, she needs to be moving it with her hand, dude. And right. I just have well, some special effects in the background or something ready to go off, yeah. you know. Like, you know, do you ever get you watch you get your friends to watch the film The Ring, you know, with the, the phone, the Japanese one, and the phone call of death? Yeah. And then I've, and I, I don't know, I've done it like three times. You just have their like phone ready to ring, like at the end of the film, as soon as the end comes, and then you hit the ring and they just jump off the fucking they they physically jump they in the air. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> right? We're going to say goodbye, Alan. Thanks for coming on the show. It's been real. See you soon. Oh, 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 oh. And there you go. That was our chat. Thank you so much for sticking around. So long. God, the, those two motor mouths could talk for hours. Well, I'll definitely be having them back because I had to be like, man, we need to shut this down. It's too much fun. So that was it. If you'd like to check out Alan's podcasts, he's got two actually. He's got one called Chit Chat, Chit Chat Pod, and one called fits and starts that's the one with Gillian you can check those out they're linked in the episode also if you'd like to support this podcast throw us a few squid few squid might there's also a Kofi link where you can like donate the price of a coffee to support the pod I'm gonna try and get more my, my dream is to have a studio that's the dream so yeah I'm gonna and again I'm trying to make it more visual so every little helps as tesco say so thank you so much for listening i'll see you next week i'm going to be doing a solo episode a lot of this a lot of me complaining a lot of whinging i'm thinking about like talking about my fitness my fitness regimen regimen resin i don't know my fitness my workout routine So, yeah, that's going to happen next week. So I'll see you then.